0: Welcome to the Professional Ag Marketing Podcast. If you want a deep dive into the ag markets and risk management strategies, your search is over. Come here after every Friday to get your weekly commodity recap. Trading commodity futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. This is your host, Mike Miner. Let's get started. This is the eighth and final, I repeat, the final episode of our crop insurance series. Lucas, it's been a blast. Are you kicking me out, Mike? I am kicking you out. Oh, man. Don't, so, so much crop insurance talk a guy can take. So much talk, it's time to make decisions. So I want you to throw us in a, a good closure today on and now we got to make a decision. Uh, what are we going to do? And I want you to do it on three different scenarios. And I kind of want it, one scenario in the middle that's kind of what Everybody does, and then one on each side of you know what way you could lean or how it would look. I guess. All Go. right, all right. I, it is decision time now,
1: right? We yeah. got we got basically well, not basically. We do have two weeks from today to finalize our spring crop insurance decisions uh, by March fifteenth, and it's March first today, so. Two weeks to to finalize this uh our prices came in at four sixty six on corn eleven fifty five on soybeans, and so kind of that first scenario um that and and i don't want to make this sound like it's the wrong choice. none of these are wrong no. uh, I think this is also the point where every farmer has to look at their own farm and decide you know where is their risk tolerance at, where are they at in their their business cycle uh their their uh farm operation as a whole um and and kind of see what fits them best. I know this all is also the classic time of the year where well I was at the coffee shop and so and so said this is the best idea ever and well, it might have been for that guy, but it might not be for you. So, yep. uh, we'll go through some scenarios. Uh, they are not going to be for everybody, but like to your point, Mike, let's uh, kind of go through some. and And the first one, I guess, is what uh, I'm going to consider. Um, it's probably going to be the most common for that uh, slightly older generation of farmer, and that's uh, just do what I did last year. Okay, and most of those guys that like when I look at my customer base, it's 75, 80, 85 percent revenue protection enterprise units. They've been doing it for years. Uh, It's gotten them through good years and bad years. And so it's not the wrong decision at all. But if we do that, what does it mean for 2024? Well, the first thing it's going to do is since the price is a lot lower than last year, uh, our coverage is going to be down. So roughly, for our average farmer out here in southern Minnesota, northern Iowa, eastern South Dakota, uh, you're going to be giving up about two hundred dollars of coverage per acre on corn and hundred and ten, hundred and fifteen on soybeans, just because the price went down. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's a significant drop in price or in coverage dollars. Uh, your premium is going to be a little lower. Your premium is probably going to be anywhere from a buck to three bucks lower uh, per acre. Um, so I guess that's the good news—you're going to save a little bit, but um, you're going to give up so much coverage that I'm not a uh, a huge fan of that. I think everybody—I uh, mean, not that it's wrong, but you got to realize, okay, what am I giving up? There are ways I can get some back, which we'll go into next. But uh, if I am going to give it up, well, how am I going to protect myself otherwise? And that's where uh, the services that, you know, Pro-Egg provides can come in nice of let's leave my crop insurance alone at eighty percent revenue protection, and then work with a guy like yourself, Mike, and protect price when when rallies come. And uh, that's a just fine market or a strategy going forward in twenty twenty. So what
0: are you going to label that one? Basic.
1: So I'm going to just label. Maybe we'll call that traditional. Traditional. Right? The I like traditional it. choice and. And so with that traditional choice, if I'm 80% revenue protection uh, on a normal yield year, my crop insurance isn't going to kick in until about 372 on uh, corn, uh, meaning that the October average uh, is what I'd be referring to there, and uh, on soybeans... You know, we'd be in that 925 range, right? Okay. So we got to have a significant drop in price in order uh, for any uh, crop insurance claims to be triggered with an 80% policy this coming year. Of course, we also have our yield component in there we have to consider. But uh, for today, we're looking at price. So that's our traditional uh, approach, right? How
0: about number two?
1: Okay, so number two is going to be uh, something that you've probably picked up on the last few podcasts. We're going to combine that traditional coverage with ECO coverage. And I'm going to go 95% ECO coverage, 100% liability uh, on that coverage, and i 'm going to move up my revenue protection to that ninety five percent level and I know that 's a county coverage it doesn 't protect my own acres. How May- about under it then uh, and under it i 'm going to keep my eighty percent revenue protection or, or kind of my traditional choice right whether it 's seventy five for you or eighty five if you 're in in uh, maybe a county where coverage is a little cheaper. Uh, I'm going to leave that kind of traditional, and I'm just going to add my ECO coverage to it. And the reason I want to keep it at 100% liability, uh, I know we've messed with that in the past. We talked a little bit about it on the ECO podcast, right? Of we can change that liability and drop it to 50%. The reason I'm buying ECO coverage is to protect price, right? I'm I'm using that as my put option, if you will, for 2024. And I'm going to put an, uh, a floor on price of around 440 on corn and 11 bucks on beans uh, under 95 percent of my bushels. And, and I feel I can do that. I'm going to use the government subsidy to help, you know, cheapen that up. The county coverages are pretty realistic. Uh, Our yields are realistic to what I'm growing on my own farm. I just feel uh, comfortable buying that. and then I can have a price floor. A decent price floor and I can wait for the market to rally and take advantage of rallies is when they come now my insurance premium is gonna you know go up significantly I'm gonna spend 27 bucks an acre for ECO I'm gonna spend you know 14 15 bucks on my 80 percent revenue protection but at uh, at the end of the year I know I'll, I'll be protected if prices and or yields uh, go down in my area the the last option, or or maybe, I don't know if I'm going to call it the last one, but uh, maybe this is a little more crazy crop insurance idea. Um, one of the biggest complaints, or frustrations, I should say, not a complaint, uh, frustrations that farmers have with crop insurance is, man, every year that I have a loss, I'm just right at the point where crop insurance will pay me, or usually just under, right? Like, Man, the, the price went down or my yield went down, but it didn't get uh, to the point where my crop insurance started to pay. And, and that's probably true on any insurance, but on crop insurance, farmers have felt that pain many times in the past. And so with that in mind, uh, one idea that we were kicking around in the office the other day is, well, let's have most of our coverage moved up to the very top end. And so, like that 95 to 86 uh, percent. So, I'm going to buy ECO, and that's going to be that county coverage revenue protection uh, from 95 down to 86 percent, that nine percent band. Then, I'm going to come back and also buy a, a shallow loss a band coverage uh, from 95 to 86 percent on my individual acres. I'm going to make that revenue protection so that I have kind of double coverage. At the very top end uh, of of my of my farm, that top ninety five to eighty five percent lower my deductible to five percent, um, so I should trigger claims much more often and if the county follows the trend of my own farm, now i 'm going to uh, get twice as much claim on those top end bushels. Uh, below that, I'm going to purchase like a 75 or a 70% uh, revenue protection policy. I'm basically going to use that as like disaster protection of something major went wrong uh, and then that policy's price went down significantly or yield went down significantly. And I'll have that on the downside if that happens. Uh, but by pushing that coverage uh, that kind of way up on top, And I'm going to cover similar dollars uh, to my other coverages, so I'm not going to give up total dollars covered. All I'm going to do is is push up when they're going to pay to the very top end. Now, that, of course, is going to cost me a lot of premium. So this option is probably in that $60 to $70 an acre range, Um, and so that's going to be – maybe that's why, as we call it, getting crazy with crop insurance a little bit. Spending that much on crop insurance might not always be the great idea, but –
0: The double up.
1: But you're going to double up. You're going to uh, have very good price protection and yield protection uh, across your acres and also some county uh, coverage in there as well.
0: Gives you plenty of flexibility to try to maybe wait a little bit longer for that rally into the spring.
1: Exactly. So you do have confidence that, well, if price keeps going down, I am going to get an indemnity out of it. Uh, but when price does go up, uh, which it usually does seasonally, you got to take advantage and, and gr- get aggressive uh, selling your bushels at that time.
0: Thank you for your time on this series. Lucas. You bet.
1: Glad to help you out, Mike.
0: And thank you to all our listeners. Please reach out to us at professionalagmarketing.com. Check out our other podcast as well, Professional Ag Marketing, that's released every Friday. Trading commodity futures and options involves substantial risk of loss and is not suitable for all investors. See you next time.